everybody, and welcome to the sounder. The sounder created out of the sounder of Lady Hoggers. As always, I am Molly of the Copper Penny Farm. And again, as always, I'm here with my friends. Say hello, friends. Hello, hello. friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Laura Jensen, the pig nerd. Um, I wear a lot of hats with the Mayshine to my retail store. Um, what is happening in, in my world, uh, finally making progress on the HACCP charcuterie. That is the special licensing I have to have in place to be able to go forward with this wholesale charcuterie. Okay. So, um, that's good. Um, my processor has been going through a fair amount of changes and, um, you know, that's always a, a tough one. You know, I was talking to that's another pig friend about it. And they're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to leave? And and I was like, you know, you you don't just leave your processor. You know, you it's kind of like uh, breaking up a relationship. You really, really need to think long and hard about it. So great conversation with them and some things that we can work on through the retail store um, today. Um, they're heavily invested in Wagyu. And I think that's a really interesting concept um, to to pair with the Maishan in terms of, of um kind of the high standard out there. Um, personally, uh, did my taxes, uh, waiting to hear back from the accountant on that and uh, looking for a long weekend soon, I hope. And then uh, got another class like we talked about on the last episode, um, uh, just a couple seats left in in that uh, whole hog class on November 5th. So um, yeah, that's that's my life. How about you, Amanda? What you got going on? Well, I'm Amanda Buck with Buck Family Ranch, and we are, I have just, as we were talking before we started recording, just been working on a branding and marketing strategy for our ranch and just trying to get scrappy and get things figured out. So um, we did have our farm in North Carolina, and we're building and growing with that and felt like we had kind of found our little place within our community and we're just trying to expand upon that and now we're out here and starting from scratch so I am just working on that with Kellen working full-time and me being at home with our kids I feel like it's more on me than it is on him um and it's also more my thing than it is his I feel like we've kind of talked about this before where I feel like I'm more like the farmer and he's the farmer's husband instead of the farmer's wife yeah same here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've just, been, just been working on that just trying to get those things figured out and still working on trying to make progress with our house um staying on track with school because we do homeschool and I feel like with all the things I've been working on and house things and school sometimes gets put on the back burner which probably sounds awful to say um but really kids learn all day long whether you've got books in front of them or not. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's more or less what we have been working on. It's, it's starting to cool off. We've got, we had a such... bargain on today. <laughs> yes. And, and you're so cute, by the way. <laughs> so this is a huge thing. Last year when we moved here, our cousins who live across the road from us, they have a business where they do like laser engraving and they make leather patches that you can put on a toboggan. So I'd asked them, this was as they were just kind of getting into it and I was figuring out what products they had available. I was like, do y'all do toboggans? Cause I would love to have a hat patch on a toboggan. And she's like, do they mean a sled? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> toboggan, like 
you mean a beanie? And I was like, no. A beanie? <laughs> Who calls them a beanie? Right? They call them beanies out here. But it, to mm. me, it's toboggan or boggin. Like, that's what we call it. Right. Now, here, that's a sled. So, <laughs> mm. yeah, Funny. a little bit of Idaho culture there for you this morning. But anyway, yeah. it is starting off um we had 70s earlier this week and now we have hit the point where it's like 50s very low 60s for the next two weeks so mm. yes yes lows consistently in the 30s and it won't be long it won't be long yeah about you, Molly? Well, you i got so much shit going on i feel like <laughs> but then again i'm like i don't know if i really do or if i'm just imagining things <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. Uh, yesterday was kind of wild because uh, if y'all know, I do have uh, some dairy cows, right? Yeah. Uh, I do have some dairy cows and uh, they don't like to stay home. Um, <laughs> so they went missing for quite some time, but they were on this other man's farm and all was good. Um, I brought them back and they were with me for um, maybe a month. And uh, they would disappear. So, like, they would go up into the mountain, and I could hear them up there. I knew they were up there. And then they would come back down, like, like two weeks later, right? Well, they went missing, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, they're probably just up on the mountain. And uh, no, I got a call yesterday from the real fancy horse farm. Um. Yeah, the, the 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 ritzy people that got the ritzy horse equine ranch up there. That uh, my cows are in their field. So, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they were like basically get your peasantry animals off of here. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, they get listen. It was hilarious though because they found out like actually where I lived at. And they come down there, and I think they were like, what in the hell? Because <laughs> there's, like, there's hogs everywhere. There's just, like, shit everywhere. I mean, it's a it's a mess down there. And they were like, yes, uh, we're from the, uh, I won't say their name. And I was like, oh, this can't be good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you pulled out the strongest accent you had. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I was just myself, you know, and I think yeah. I scared them. I think I scared them, but it is what it is. So, uh, yes, my cows have been eating real fancy uh, field dressings, and uh, they want them gone. Yeah. So, yeah. so we, oh, I think my phone cut out. Okay, I got a call. So, yeah, they want them gone, so I got to go get them. Okay. We'll do that on Friday. I told him, I was like, I need like two days because uh, my water is still fucked. And mm. uh, I'm bathing in a creek in October. So uh, can you give me like two days? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what to say, I'm sure. <laughs> no, the man was like, you're bathing in the creek? Like, fuck yeah, man. What else am I going to do? Right. I can't go to bed dirty. That's right. That's right. Not after messing with all these hogs all day. Come on. Yeah, come on. Give us a program. <laughs> Give us a program. Hardcore, Hardcore Appalachia right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I would be such a catch. Such a catch for a man that has lived in the mountains for like 30 years and never come out to society. You got it going. 
I don't know that uh, you could be tolerated. I, I I don't know. I think you may be a little too feral for that. I might, I might be too feral for even that, you know? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this bitch right here, I just, no. I'd rather be uh -huh. alone in the mountains. That's right. I'll go find me a wild wild boar and wrestle that for I'll tangle yeah, with her. Yeah. So, yeah, I can see but that. But anyways, all right. So now that we've done a little bit of that, today... We uh we took a break on the last podcast a little bit and just got down to like some reality, just some life in general. But today we're going to go back to talking about the food, man. You know, doesn't everybody love food? Yeah. So we're going to talk about the food system and the new bioengineered products. There's there's the label we're talking about that you'll yes. see on stuff. Yes, that fancy label. So, uh, y'all ready to talk about it? Let's roll. Yep. Let's roll. All right. So, uh, let's start off with, uh, you know, Laura or Amanda, whichever one, give us a little breakdown because we do have some articles. Uh, you know, we tried to bring in some articles with some actual factuals besides our tenfold shit. So, all right. So, uh, first of all, the thing that I wanted to know is what what the hell does this mean? What is bioengineered food and where is this coming yeah. from? So, yeah. um, a good Google search um, through an agricultural marketing service uh, defined it well, saying that the standard defines bioengineered foods as those that contain detectable genetic material that has been modified through in vitro our DNA techniques and for which the modification could not otherwise be obtained through conventional breeding or found in nature. So Franken food? I don't know. Yeah. What do y'all think about that? Dude, I think it's alarming. I, yeah. I, yeah. I think I think it's interesting in that too that that last little bit there where they say it could not be done the breeding could not be done conventionally or found in nature that to me says it has to be done via man or like in a lab setting or something is that do you think that's what that implies laura absolutely absolutely especially when it talks through in vitro uh recombinant and i'm not even going to try to butcher that next word but our dna yeah. uh techniques i mean essentially this is this is being done in a lab you know they're modifying the foods before they're they're ever um put into production and, you know, the, the other question is, where where did this come from? Is this something new? Um, what's going on? It sounds like the old GMO debate that we've had for years and years. And effectively, I think that's, that's what it is. It's some uh, branding and marketing for um, GMO products. Uh, and, and this is um, from an article, um, the same article, that says on January 1st of 2022, the USDA implemented a new US bioengineered food disclosure standard. So that's where it's coming from. Uh, there's been um, new laws uh, essentially put into uh, CFRs. And uh, if y'all don't know what CFRs are, they are now my Bible. That is the Code of Federal Regulation. That is yeah. uh, federal, federal level processors have to use them. Um, and uh, so that's that's kind of the driving source. And um, that CFR talks about cornstarch, canola oil, soy uh, lecithin, if I'm saying that right, um, are probably some of the bigger ones. So yeah. how do y'all feel well, about uh, that debate, that old GMO and this and all that crazy? Well, you know, I think that it, 
it goes back to like the question I told you all that my friend Jason said, you know, he was like, what has changed to where, because this has been going on for a long time. Yeah. This is, this is not a new thing. It's just a new label, a new way to identify it. Essentially. Yes. You know, but what has brought it around for it to now have to be specified? Well, you want the official answer or the tenfold tiara answer? Oh, you know what? I don't want official because official really isn't <laughs> Amanda, I see that smile. You want to talk? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, I think that um, it is interesting. Like you were saying, Molly, like why, why are they feeling like they need to further label this? I think some of it on a more PC level. Could be because they are sick and tired of people going, oh, it's got GMOs in it. We have to get away. No GMOs. We don't want GMOs. So mm -hmm. because people have picked up on the GMO label, they now are saying, we got to we gotta do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got to brand it with something else. We can't have that anymore. Yeah. And so it's, in my opinion, if you are not reading the bioengineered when you're looking at the label and you're seeing like a field of crops, like the label itself is pretty. So I feel like you might look at that and be like, oh, it's a farm thing. And like, not even like bioengineered, what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my thought on that. But uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. That, that is, that is my thought. though. So that, that would be my take on that. Oh, the other thing I was going to point out is um, based on the definition, like we've had people kind of mentioned before, like, well, couldn't you consider like selectively breeding a form of bioengineering you might consider that a form of bioengineering but this specific label is about things done that could not be done via nature or conventionally right, so, right. i mean there's the argument that selective hog breeding is essentially genetically right. modified right but, and yes maybe yeah. to a certain could be that way um but those are that is in my opinion practicing proper animal husbandry that is not maybe there's a blurred line there between bioengineering and animal husbandry but, but i mean but i think it's that that argument is cut because if you are selectively breeding your animals right yeah they are in action on ground breeding correct Right. You know, or or even if you do artificial insemination, right? Right. That is taking a natural product, sperm, mm -hmm. right? you mm -hmm. know, and you're using that in the way that an animal is designed to be bred, right? Right. So this, but this specific definition, like you, like both y'all have already said, it strictly, it already says not of nature. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Essentially lab produce uh, artificial things. And I, and I think that's everybody's big rub with this. Because um, as, as this article goes on, on why are GMOs dangerous? Um, it talks about, you know, because you're producing things in labs and there's no accountability for how the human body will receive or react to it. Um, there's some thoughts that this is where we're becoming immune to antibiotics. Um, they don't know. It goes on to say uh, how the how the GMOs DNA will react to DNA in people, animals, or the environment. 
and unforeseen allergies in people and animals uh, are consequences to the food chain of a particular e ecosystem as examples. Now, how about that? How many times have well, we said, where are these allergies coming from? Well, to me, to me, I mean, it's like the, the kids who were dirty all growing up, you know, growing yeah. up. Yep. Those farm kids. Yeah. What is it? God it's made like, dirt, dirt won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally, you know, I came yesterday, like they look like a bunch of homeless rag muffins because they're covered <laughs> in dirt. I'm like, you're either going to have really healthy immune systems or you're going to have worms. One of the two. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. We can yeah. treat worms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I think, you know, that's kind of like what it goes to. You know, it also, you know, you can go on another realm too. I mean, realm also, uh, like me and my sister, we always talk about, you know, we don't really get sick a whole lot because we were, we was breastfed, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. You know, we, yeah. we got, and you can see that in animals, right? You Absolutely. Can see the difference. Yeah. You can see a difference in an animal that wasn't, nur didn't nurse on its mommy that you had to raise on a formula from an animal that actually got nature from its mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. but I think, I think it all reverts back to that. You know, why we're having so many issues right now with all this stuff is because what we are ingesting isn't natural. You know, it's not, it's not what our body should be intaking. We're trying to create that. And that's not the way, that's not the way it works. Right. And, and, and to follow that train of thought, what happens next when our body ingests these things, these lab produced things that are not natural to us, where does it go? What happens? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, weren't you, Amanda, I think you had some thoughts on that in terms of, uh, as you say, free radicals and things yeah. like that might be where that comes from. I think that when you are ingesting things in your body and your body doesn't know what to do with it, it's like what I immediately think of is free radicals floating around in your body and free radicals ultimately are a known cause of cancer. So some of the things that can help get rid of free radicals in your body are antioxidants. Well, some of the best antioxidants are found through Mother Nature's products. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Food, food is just such an interesting thing because it's so intricate on so many different levels, but it's also so, so simple. Like if you are giving your body simple nutrition, you are going to most likely be healthy you're going to feel good. You're not going to have like all these things going on. So like, you know, we were, we were talking also uh, before we started recording about people with gluten sensitivities and gluten allergies and things like that, and how that is so rampant here in the U S yeah. yes. and when you look at our food source, when we have like, mod, you know, genetically modified wheats and, and things that contain gluten, um, our bodies don't know what to do with it. Between, yeah, between right. the bioengineering going on with those things and the chemicals being used, I mean, even we're still, we're getting exposure to that. We're ingesting it. We're being exposed to those things and our bodies don't know what to do with it. And so yeah. typically yeah. reaction to things is you either have an allergic reaction, you have vomiting, you have diarrhea, you have things, things that are telling you something's going on, skin conditions, whatever it may be. So, yeah, I think that one of the things with these bioengineered foods and ingredients and things like that, in my, in my opinion, the more foods that we eat that are processed and kind of like created by man, 
the less better myself and my family feels. I will give you yes. this example. So we have been eating kind of animal-based carnivore-ish since January. Well, in these last couple of weeks with our budgeting and stuff, I've had to stray from that a little bit. And so we've been eating a couple meals a week that aren't as animal-based as we would prefer them to be. So we have had some pasta and some things like that that we wouldn't typically be eating because it's inexpensive. Um, and as a result, my husband, he has psoriasis and he has had the worst flare up. He now has it all over his face. He's, he's always got it on his elbows and his knees, but he's now getting new patches popping up in places. Like I said, all over his face. Um, and it's like a mega flare up. I, I truly believe as a result of eating these foods that I know ingredients in them that have been genetically modified. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. If I eat gluten within three days, my hands will be uh, cracked and splitting and bleeding and yeah. the psoriasis is back. And and that was the turning point for my family to realize, no, I'm not just being picky. You know, this, this is something that it's, it's a real thing. Yeah. 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 So I really think that the, the thing about man trying to play God and, and tampering with these foods is we're going to see the cause and effect of that. We've seen it. Yeah. We've seen it for forever, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, for forever. But at the same time, they don't want us to be. They don't want us to not consume it, because no. consuming it is feeding money to pharmaceuticals and feeding money into all these other things. You know, it's just a string along of yeah. of a money chain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how. Uh, big food production and big pharma are not together. I, I just, I don't know how they can't be, they have to be. When, when you look at what's really happening. Well, I think when you, look at the, when you look at the link between the USDA and the FDA, the things that the FDA will allow and that the USDA goes along with, that's, that's the link right there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, and the, and the, the restrictions placed you know, through FDA, through USDA, the restrict the restrictions that are placed there is making it even harder for one to consume what they need to consume. It, every time we do one of these episodes, it just feels like the noose is getting tighter. What exactly are we supposed to be able to eat that's uh, that's okay? That's not gonna you know cause these outbreaks, these flare ups, these these health issues. Um, it's yeah. really disheartening. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Even, if you don't see the, even if you don't see the health issue taking place now, what's it going to create long-term down the road? Well, yeah. right, right. You know, we've talked about labeling before and, and, you know, I'm, I can talk about food labels at, at a nauseating extent. And the reality is if, if you're not sick, when you, when you eat something for me and you don't get sick right away, it's they're, they're, they're good. They're clear. So yeah. it doesn't matter if it's building up in your system. It doesn't matter that it's unhealthy for you long-term. Nobody looks at that. Nobody cares about that largely. Well, well, you know, it's also like that. Was it Denise that shared that this morning? Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I don't know if y'all want to hear some of that. Uh, keep talking, Molly. And if you do want me to uh, share that and talk about it, I, I can pull it up here on my phone. I found it to be bizarre. Right. And this is just me kind of taking a left, I guess. 
but 90% of what is listed. So Denise shared a thing today on, uh, Denise, it's Harden, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's my store manager and social media maven. Um, and, uh, yeah, she shared, um, a Facebook post of over 60 products with bioengineering involved, um, suggesting start reading the labels if you hadn't been, um, cause it's tough. But did you notice that 90% of those things are children's food? They are. And they're, they're manufactured processed foods at the end of the yes. day too. Uh, yeah. y'all want to like, hear some of them? <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like cookies. It's like child snacks and cereals and stuff like that. Number one, goldfish. Yeah. Uh, the next one is uh, Snyder's Honey Mustard Pieces, uh, yep. Peanut M&M's, Honey Nut Cheerios, Raisin Bran, Pillsbury Chocolate Chip Cookie get cookie Dough. Whoo, here's two big ones, y'all. Oreos and Pop-Tarts are on it. Uh, SpaghettiOs, uh, Lance Crackers, Cocoa Puffs, Ritz Crackers, Fruit Loops, Cheez-Its, Coffee Mate, this is a hazelnut creamer, Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup, Pillsbury Cinnamon Rolls that you bake yourself, Red Baron Classic Crust Pepperoni Pizza, Campbell's Beef Gravy, Hungry Jack Light and Fluffy Complete Pancake Mix, Nutty yeah. Buddies, Betty Crocker Fudge Brownies, uh, Great Chocolate Chip Cookie Crisp, Lean Cuisine, Chips Ahoy, Yoo-Hoo, Hidden Valley Ranch, uh, uh, Skittles, Supreme Skittles, Pepperidge Farm, Pumpernickel Bread, Publix Cookie and Cream Ice Cream, Honey Made Graham Crackers, Sweet Baby Rays, Bluebell Ice Cream, Vanilla, Cinnamon Checks, Snickers, um, Oreo Cereal, a Pancake Syrup, some Honey Buns, Jolly Ranchers, I mean, I think y'all kind of get the point here of uh, that's a lot of household brands there. It's a lot. It's a lot of household stuff. How many kids do you know that eat fucking goldfish? They get left out of church. Yeah. Oh, hey, and look look at this one. This Clabber Girl, um, what is that, bacon powder? Look what's on the shelf below that. It's okay because it's gluten-free. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I said they give them out. I said I, they give them out in church, and Amanda's over there dying. Like, <laughs> I'm like between that and like vanilla wafers. Those those things are real popular at church too. It is, yes. man. Yes, they are. Yeah, and and so to me that begs the question of of why are all those brands that way? And to dig deeper, this article goes on to say that more than ninety percent of U.S. grown corn, soybeans, sugar beets are genetically modified. So that means that many processed foods containing high fructose corn syrup, beet sugar, or soy protein may fall under the new disclosure standards. Uh, Other whole foods in the USDA's list of bioengineered foods, such as certain types of eggplants, potatoes, and apples may also carry that label. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's literally like what why why even go to the store now and and you know y'all know i work really hard down at my retail store to um be as clean as possible and as we were doing this research this morning i was like holy crap i gotta go check my um 
you know, my buttermilk and cream cheese and things like that. And uh, I, I had a store meeting before this started and I was telling the crew about it and they're like, that's awful. And I said, what's more awful is where do we go next? So yeah. I've got a food in production. And if those have these labels on them, I don't really know what my next option is. And now we're talking about business and revenue and employees and things like that. And uh, it's, it's scary to me. But it, it's going to get to the point where you are going to have to invest it. You're going to have to buy it. Well, it's like when we were talking about uh, mRNA, you know, the reality is if you're eating out uh, and you're eating anything pork and maybe some beef, you may have already ingested it. Uh, some vegetables, you may have already ingested it. So uh, although this article says that the way to avoid it is to buy non-GMO uh, verified products or organic, we all know that that's not always the case. That That's not the answer. No, the non-GMO and the organic shit is a bunch of bullshit. It, it can be. I think some are legit, but I think organic is not meant for us. I think organic is for the big guys. We can't afford yeah. it. You know, a $700 uh, licensing fee. I mean, come on. How many small farms can do that? And that was pre-COVID. I don't even know what it is now. But, you know, I mean, it, it could be a whole another episode on the regu on like the regulations and stuff on what certifies something organic. I would love to talk about that. It would give me an opportunity to research it, too. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. So maybe, you know, that goes on to another, maybe we take that into another episode and then really show people, you know, what the fuck you're spending $30, $40 on that's really like a $10 product all because of this label and it's a bullshit mm -hmm. label. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, the only answer is grow it yourself, you know, or know somebody yeah. that um that's doing yes. it clean and, and local, you know. Know I mean, your farmer. Yeah, yes. know your farmer. That's right. At no time in in the history of humans, I don't I don't think it's more important. Um, these foods are so jacked up. Yeah. I think I just find it bizarre that a lot of these things are coming in together. You know, lab grown meat is is hit the market. Now we're changing labeling on shit, and we got buyer buyer. That's my that's my hillbilly coming out right there. We got that <laughs> buyer, we got that buyer engineer. You know. <laughs> Uh, but you know we got the lab grow meat and then now we've got this bioengineered you got tyson changing up their entire labeling their entire process you know they're not what uh antibiotic free or whatever uh what what, what they label it as uh i got that right not over important. here from the other day um not important to humans not important. Uh, all, all natural, uh, I think, was what it had to do. Uh, antibiotics move criticized, reintroduces some antibiotics into its chicken supply chain and removing the no antibiotics ever label. Yes. Um, and just in case you need to know how on fire the food system is, um, one of our listeners, um, Cheryl, sent me a note that Smith Smithfield is closing another plant. What's that yes, about? They are. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. There's so many things going on right now. Yeah. You know, there well, is, there is, which I didn't know the other day, that Purdue owned, is it Nyman's, Neiman's, Nyman's, uh, the the pastured pork out west? Um, I'll have to dig that back out. But yeah, we were talking about all that. All that, all those notes are here. Yeah, Purdue is on that. You got Tyson changing everything. You got Tyson's actually shutting down some factories. Yeah. Huh. You got Smithfield shutting down shit. 
you got now we got lab grown meat now we got bioengineered labeling now we got it's like everything is coming to a point where it's like we're being we're being squeezed you know well i don't know i feel like it's more than squeezing i think we're being forced yeah oh no we are because yeah. every time we do one of these it's less options at the end of the day it's less things that we can have faith in and 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 peace in knowing that we're consuming something that really is good for us that's one what we big, keep finding is none of it's really good for us <laughs> one of the biggest one of the biggest disappointments i've heard on here is motherfucking nathan's hot dogs that one sticks that one uh that's everywhere i go everybody is like your hot dogs are great i'm gonna talk to nathan's and tell him you got a beat i was like well call china yeah <laughs> i hope you got i hope you got uh overseas what's that called on your phone uh you got to change it over when you go across when you go oh across. yeah 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 uh, international calling yeah. yeah i hope you got international calling <laughs> <laughs> yep but it's like it's like, you know, but, you know, we said this earlier, too, when it was just us three talking. You know, it's, we are feeling the pressure all around. We're feeling the pressure yeah. from our food. We're feeling the pressure from our housing situation. You know, we're feeling it from land. We're feeling it from gas, from growth. You know, we're feeling it from so many things. Like, how is the common man, the common woman supposed to thrive? I don't think we're meant to thrive anymore. And, and it, it is a really sad thing. I mean, all of us have land and we have things on our land that we can produce and eat. What, what about the people that just simply can't, you know, yeah. they don't have the money to do it. They don't have the location to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's as if they're being trapped into, you know, what, what they, what they can do. I mean, you know, for us, this whole bioengineering label came up for us with um, uh, Kraft Mayo. That's no, not Kraft, Hellman's Mayo. I use Kraft, thank God, uh, and it doesn't have it, but um, Kraft Mayo. And so our first thing, uh, Bill's first thing is cool. We'll just make our own mayo. Not a big deal. And, and that, I mean, anybody can do that. That's a simple thing. But, um, but on that thing, though, that with all the list of all the bioengineered shit and stuff on there, uh, somebody did comment what everybody needs to realize is that you can make these things on your own you can it's it's i think it's getting out of that um, marketing mindset i've talked about that before that we're we're all part of the big machine we are all a number in marketing uh advertising they know how to make us pull the trigger and go buy that stuff and it's it's you know tastes good what is it we're programmed for fault uh fat salt and sugar well, yeah. I mean, look at an Oreo. It's pretty good stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's the like acknowledgement, I think. And I think we, we help that a lot in our conversations here. And um, I, I hope that we're inspiring others to look at their food choices different. You know, I think with this too, we have become a nation of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. That when you are able to buy convenience foods off the shelves, take it home, add some oil, water, and eggs and bake it. And you've got a pan of brownies and you can instantly eat that and enjoy it instead of putting together your own brownie mix. That's time consuming. You got to make sure you got all the ingredients and, you know, I, I think it's convenience, instant gratification. That's, that's the world we live in. And I think that this kind of stuff is only going to matter to the people who care. 
Yeah. For the people who are so caught up in convenience and instant gratification and everything else, they might hear it and be like, nah, that's okay. This is what's this. I like the taste. I like the way, you know, it's quick. Yeah. I, I like that. It's convenient. Um, that I think is priority in some people's lot in a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think that for us, we are creating one, we're becoming aware ourselves. And secondly, I, I hope that we are creating awareness for others to where more people can start making, making a noise about this things. It may, it may be a little more inconvenient to make these things at home, but if you think about it, people have been thriving and doing well for thousands and thousands of years without these convenience foods. It may have been harder. We may go through seasons of like seasons of plenty and seasons of not so plenty. Um, and I think that we're just so used to everything always being there when we need it. Oh. Really? We need to get back to being more responsible for ourselves, what we're putting in our bodies, what we're growing, what we're putting into the soil, what we're, because at the end of the day, convenience, instant gratification, all these things are going to prove to be really harmful. They are well, proving harmful. I think, I think it boils down to we have no value or appreciation for actual life. Yeah. Because I, we are in such the hustle and bustle and the rat race. Right? Yeah. Who, who do you know, actually, if you ain't got a shit ton of money, who do you know actually can sit down and just appreciate what's around them? Nobody has time for that anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I lived in I lived in Europe and the lifestyle was it was about the value of life there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they didn't stress and they didn't worry, you know. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't live to work, they just, you know, work to live or whatever that whatever the saying is, you know? Yeah. It's like we we have forgotten what our actual necessities are, you know, to get by. Right. Yeah. Right. What if you took that moment to make that together with people you cared about? That was yeah. something that wasn't um, so, so full of things that we don't need to be eating. You know, that's, exactly. yeah. that's a whole different way to look at it. Well, and I think yeah. one of the things too that's interesting about that is, you know, we live, I, I am a loud and proud American. I'm so proud and thankful to live in America. I think that America is losing sight of some things right now. And there's a lot of people who are just kind of in wearing rose colored glasses. Mm -hmm. um, but we are, we are proud Americans and I love the American spirit. I love, I love America, but I think you're, that we, you're, do, the, you're the girl at the rodeo with the flag, man. Yes. She is riding the Palomino with her hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just, I think that, you know, what's interesting is that in order to kind of like buck the system and live like in a true, when I think of like American spirit, if you were to do that nowadays, that would be viewed as like so outlandish. Mm -hmm. Like when I think of even what we're doing, when I'm telling my family back home, they're kind of like, I don't know how you're doing that. And while it does come with its own set of challenges, we are 
like I, I tell my kids all the time, can you imagine when you get older and you get to tell your wife and your children or your husband and your children about the times that we're living through right now and yeah. how we, we sold it all. We caravaned West. We're living rough on our land. We're going to build our own house with our own hands and we're doing that. And like, not everybody wants to do it that way, but I feel like, you know, if you are growing your own food and you are making your own soap, you are doing this, you're doing that, you're doing things that you're, you're making it on your own. Um, and not just going to the store and buying everything. People view that and they're like, how do you even do that? How can you even yeah. do that? Really, it's you're just weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. When it's like, what? No, people did this for all these years. Right. So long until just in the last I, I, years that's changed. Dude, it's not, you know, people scared of UFOs and aliens and all this shit. It's not, it's not them killing us, man. We are killing ourselves and killing each other. It's human race. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not, I'm not scared of a fucking green hundred odd person coming at me. I'm scared of the man up the road. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I just, I think that if people can just, I feel like with all of this, it can create for me, I am a person that's kind of, I teeter on the edge of like high anxiety at times. And I feel like the more and more we, we are researching this stuff, some of it to me is like, oh my God, we, we can't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. Things out of our house. We got to, and I think though, instead of viewing it and having that sense of paranoia, just saying, okay, we're aware of this now. What is our solution going to be? Just like you were saying, Laura, like what now, what, what is going to be our next step in kind of counterbalancing this? What, yeah. what I, take? I think we talked about that before. This is not, we're not doing this to scare nobody. No, no. This, is not, this is not a scare tactic. This is not no. a whatever. This is just, you know, we have been pushed. We have been blinded. You know, this is kind of taking off the blinders to where you can actually see what the real, a real, true, beautiful life could be that you live in and that you intake, you know, and that you put out in the world. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not about, you know, being scared to death to go to the grocery store. It's just being more aware of what you are getting at your grocery store. Yeah. Well, I think our society thrives on fear right now. Uh, be it be it politics or news or whatever it is, uh, fear is what what drives America largely. And I think uh, you know, like you just said, Molly, to let's just offer a different approach. What if it's not about being afraid or in fear, but how you can figure out what works for you and how you can take control of your health and your food and and your choices with money. Um, I think that's that's all we're saying. And and the funny part about all this is we never set out for this. This found yeah, no. us. And it's no, all these started, things that yeah. Yeah, we started talking about baby pigs and failing yeah. and yeah. you know, and we were talking we about that? yeah, we were just talking about those things. And now here we are talking about, you know, actual like world problems, you right. know. But I think it's also I uh, what I hope that it does is that it gives people a different view and just like they just like when a new product comes out and you take the risk of buying that new product to, you know, to see if you like it or not, or to see what it tastes like, you know, how about taking the risk on something that is natural, 
You know, how about taking right. the risk and see and see what that does for you? Right. Yeah. And and that was a thought that I had because um, I know I'm a farmer, but ultimately I'm a serial entrepreneur. But I mean, Bill and I both are at the end of the day. We've, I think we're up to like eight different things we're involved in at this point. And it is an opportunity, you know, for the food entrepreneur that can figure this out. Um, yes. There's definitely a pathway and in, uh, in, in something forming that automatically sets you apart from the biggest competition out there. Yes. Yes, it does. So. What y'all think about today? Any last words? I think I'm okay. I mean, I feel like we've covered it all. Um, I would just say if anybody has a topic they want us to learn more about, um, you know, reach out to us and let us know. Um, we're, we're game. We, you know, we'll do our research and throw it out here um, and, and keep moving. Yeah. 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 I think with it all, <clears throat> excuse me. I think the biggest thing is just like we were saying, are we're not fear mongering and just trying to empower people to make better choices. And even though life is busy, there are still little things that you can do. Even if you can't cut it all out, there are still some things that you can do to limit the amount of harmful ingredients you're consuming. And so I think this is one of those things like when you were trying to live a clean lifestyle where it's like, you're trying to get rid of harsh chemicals and, you know, foods that you don't agree with and this and that you can't rip, you can't, it's really hard to just rip the bandaid off and do it all at once. Right. It's not sustainable. It's not. And so I think that if you can find ways of just making better choices daily and feeling more empowered in the, in the choices that you're making, eventually you'll get there. And I hope that's what, we can help people see and realize is just to be an encouragement, make you aware of the situation and encourage you. If you're feeling the pull to uh, change some things up, don't feel like you have to do it overnight. Little by little is good. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, how about y'all go feed them damn hogs and them churros? Okay. (laughs) Bye. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. See you.